Matthew Williams' Rush 91 is unlike anything we've shown before in Unscripted. Shot in scenic London, Kentucky, the film follows two men looking for gold in the 1800s. Prior to screening the film, I chatted with Williams and two of the film's co-stars, Tyler Caldwell and Jake Rourke, about how the film was made. Enjoy! Begin by introducing yourselves to the listeners. Uh, give us your name and what you did on the film. My name is Matthew Williams. I wrote and directed Rush 91. My name is Tyler Caldwell. I played Webb. My name is Jake Roark. I did sound and played Emmett Burns. Okay, cool. Uh, just want everybody to recognize the voices. Um, I guess uh, let's uh, get some background from each of you guys. How did you all meet? Have you worked together on other films? Like, What's your history with film? Uh, Tyler and I have been friends. Uh, we were friends in high school, and just over the years, we kept talking about making movies, and we just never did it. And then finally, we did. And uh, the way we met Jake, or the way I met Jake, uh, was we were doing a movie called President's Day Massacre. It was a, a horror movie, and uh, one of the actors brought Jake along as an extra hand to help, and now here he is. Give us the pitch for Rush 91. Uh, what's it about? Uh, Rush 91 is... It's not really... A, I mean, it's a Western, but... I imagine it taking place in North Dakota. Yeah. So it's kind of a Northern. Uh, it's a Western. Uh, it takes place in 1891. It is about two prospectors named Webb and Brand who are searching for gold in the mountains, and they each become increasingly paranoid of each other, and... And uh, just they just stop trusting each other until the point until they can't even hardly be around one another. And just kind of a a uh, kind of a build up, just a thriller. Cool. Uh, like uh, so, how many movies have you done before this one? Rush ninety one at the time was our second movie. Second movie. Right? Yeah. Was Thunderbolt? No. Rush ninety one was before Thunderbolt. Yeah. Okay, and then. But since then, we've made two. Okay, cool. Did you set out to make it a short film? Were you going for a feature? Or was there stuff in the script well, you took out? Or uh, well, We were just talking about earlier that Rush 91 should have been a feature film because it's 30 minutes, and I could have easily made another hour's worth of content for it. Rush 91 was probably one of the easiest uh, scripts that I've written. It uh, Really, it didn't change much from what I first wrote. It... Uh, it just came to me, and it just all worked out really well. And That's cool. So there was no uh, no parts you just had to remove? It was pretty much a- as you wrote it? Uh, for the most part. There yeah. was... Uh, no, there were no parts I removed. No, I don't, I don't remember there being anything. The only thing that I removed, and I won't really say what it is, because it's a little bit of a spoiler, but at the end of the movie, you were originally supposed to hear somebody's voice. Mm-hmm. Just an off-screen character, and we just cut that out. It's the... The little girl's father. Oh yeah, that's cool. So, uh, like, I'm always interested in like script length. I know, I guess, as the formula goes, one page is one minute of film, right? So, how, how long was <clears throat> was it? A thirty page script, or? Oh uh, yeah, it's probably about thirty pages. Uh, okay, I'd cool. say twenty to thirty. And uh, as you were writing it, like, uh, did you write with anyone in mind for the cast? I know you knew these guys already. Yeah, uh, I mean, pretty much every member of the cast was decided before 
I even started riding, that's cool. so that was easy. Yeah, the the last guy I interviewed, Bo Kalen, he that's what he said. Uh, he is a high school teacher, and he basically puts students and teachers in all his movies. And he's yeah. like, he's he's fascinating. Like he uh, does like David Lynch sort of stuff occasionally. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he said, you know, write the people you know. None of his actors are professional actors, and he he gets great stuff out of them. It's really that, and that that's a that, that is a good tip I think just based on what I know about filmmaking. You know, mm -hmm. uh, don't write beyond your resources. Yeah, well, that is absolutely something that we've done. We've based movies around what we've got. Yeah, like Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, that, uh, Rebel Without a Crew. I love that book. That's yeah. a that's a fast that's fascinating book. That's awesome. Uh, like uh, budget wise. Uh, like what what do you have any tips for people securing financing because that's something we really don't talk about too much it's all it's all been our own money it's if i ever wrote a book about my career i would call it funded on favors and trespassing <laughs> because we do a lot of we've done a lot of trespassing over the years <laughs> um budget wise it was just kind of just my own money really the budget wasn't anything big mm -hmm. uh most of the props were either stuff we already had or were from like Vendors Mall or Goodwill. 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 That's they Goodwill give, is a really good resource for costumes. Yeah, they ought to give us a gift card at Goodwill. Plus, <laughs> <laughs> members. Actually, you know, a this might of, be brought to you by Goodwill. That's, yeah, get a logo <laughs> in there somewhere. Yeah. We just got done with a new short film, and uh, it was at a hotel in Lexington. Mm -hmm. And we asked them if we could film it, film there, and they said, "Yeah, there's not." To put any indication no logos. of their name. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like the old hip hop video thing where you got to blur out the Nike logo, <laughs> I guess. Um, one thing I really want to talk about with uh, this film in particular, just because it's so different than anything we've shown before, is location. We've never had anything like we've had a couple period pieces, but nothing like set this far back in time. Where, where was it shot at, and then how hard was it to find these locations? Which I know you were location guy. Well, it's shot in our little hometown of London, mm -hmm. and uh, the location was actually. Uh, just a like, it's an old rock quarry uh, where uh, it's just like a, a family place. I've been there since I was a kid, and uh, you know it's really low key, out of the way, and uh, it's got a you know a lot of water around it and stuff, and it's it was uh, I mean it, it was the location too. Mm -hmm. Because you, we had really been struggling on what, where to film it. Okay, so I was about to ask if yeah. when you wrote the script, I know we just talked about not writing beyond your resources. I didn't know if you knew about no, this place. You said this. I did not know about this place. We, I had no idea where we were going to film it. And Jake just kind of said, I know a place. And we went down there. And uh, it's, I mean, every time we, sh every day, it was a pre pretty long hike to mm -hmm. where we were going just to try to get Was it London, Kentucky? Yes. Oh, yeah. I used to work for Bluegrass Cellular, so I had to drive in that area oh. quite a bit. Um, but the location itself is just, I don't think we could have even made the movie. Oh yeah. It was, it's a, it's a beautiful spot. It really yeah, worked like, well I mean, for it. I kept talking about, you know, the, the Creek. Mm -hmm. I kept talking about it, I needed a Creek and Jake was like, I just don't think there is one here. We'll film that somewhere else. And we literally like accident, we kind of yeah, found it. We kind of like went the wrong way while walking. <laughs> this is one of those and trespassing just, stories. You're yeah. <laughs> and we just kind of stumbled upon it. And I was like, well, that's perfect. When I, whenever I was a kid, my grandpa used to take me down there fishing. And, uh, like, literally, I'd been in a circle around this location my whole life. And the creek that we found is just, like, 
not even, you know, probably two or three hundred yards off the way. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm from uh, I'm from Muhlenberg County originally, so we've got a lot of kind of hidden away spots like that too. So I definitely feel where you're coming from there. But yeah, that's uh, that's really cool. Like it, it, like we get a lot of horror, we get some comedy, we get some stuff, but yeah, we've never really had, I know you said it kind of is a Western, but not really. And, um, so th this is kind of a Western theme night. The second film we're showing is like a science fiction Western and it actually was shot in a place in Hopkinsville. I can't remember the name of it now, but it's like an old West ghost town sort of set up and they've had yeah. several films come from there. So it's, I, I think these films will complement each other well for sure. Um, so uh, during the shoot, like, and I know there weren't too many of you guys there. Like, was it just like three or four people? Like, how, how many people did you have usually? It was us three and one of the guy, the guy who played Brand, mm -hmm. his name's Kurt Davis. Um, it was us four, I think, all the time, wasn't it? Except Kurt didn't come one day. Yeah. Because Kurt got done with his part, his uh, scenes a day early, mm -hmm. and then the last day was just the three of us. Uh, what kind of equipment did you all use on it? Uh, I filmed with a uh, the Lumix GH4. Mm -hmm. I rented it. That's what. Well, we filmed the movie in five days, and we had to film it in five days because I had to return the camera right. in five days. Yeah. So I used that camera, which was the greatest camera I've ever used in my life, I think. And uh, besides that, we had a tripod. I had a shoulder mount. And we had a boom mic. Yeah, it is very Rodriguez-like, <laughs> yeah. uh, that shoot. Um, and that's uh, that's another thing I see, too, a lot with uh, some of the filmmakers uh, that come through, like renting versus buying. That was like, yeah. I don't know if you've read the book, uh, The Disaster Artist, which is about the making of The Room, uh, the Tommy Wiseau movie. Oh, like, yeah. That's a fascinating book. And like it, I, I think as filmmakers, you would appreciate it because it illustrates... Oh, so I've seen the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's... It's kind of infamous. Yeah. One, one, yeah, we've actually had Greg Sestero uh, from the movie a couple times like do book talks. We had him. We showed The Room at an off-site location through the yeah. library. Uh, he's a really nice guy. But uh, his book, though, one of the things he mentions in there is that rather than renting... Any, rather than renting equipment, Tommy was out. He, 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 it was like a $5 million budget, and you've seen the movie, so it's like, where did that money go? He bought all his equipment like with the studio. Like Rather than using the rooftop on the studio that they had access to, shot it on the ground and used a green screen to make a fake rooftop. And uh, like uh, <laughs> wow. he, he uh, had a special camera rig built uh, to hold a 35-millimeter camera and an HD camera because I think he wasn't sure which if yeah. HD was going to take off or not. Yeah. So the as the story goes, there could technically be a 3D version of the room if they wanted to make one. But <laughs> you can cool. tell, like, uh, the reason some of the scenes are kind of off-kilter is because they have this screwy camera rig that has both cameras on the side. So, yeah, he's a... Uh, I would love to see the 3D version of that. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. There's one of the very few 3D movies I would like to yeah. see. So was it a hard shoot? How, how long were you guys out there working on it? Uh, sunrise and sunset five well I guess at least three of the days we were there from sunrise to sunset and yeah. it was March oh yeah so it was cold yeah um, and Tyler had to have his head underwater yeah that was fun right. the word of the actually, day that day was hypothermia yeah actually I guess really you and Kurt both got in the water a lot yeah god that was awful let's say man that was cold yeah, it looked I can't believe you did that <laughs> I can't believe you made me do that. <laughs> it looked pretty intense. I, I would imagine that was a, a little well, grueling. The uh, the uh, phrase we used we used during the uh, shooting of that those scenes were for the sake of the shot. For the sake of the shot. <laughs> yeah. <of> <laughs> Got to do it for the shot. And like, there's a part. Oh, we should make a blooper reel from it. There's, when Tyler's head's underwater at one part, and you just burst up out of the water, just like. Uh, throwing punches pretty oh much. yeah i got really pissed off like i've i just i discovered 
that day that drowning is my <laughs> least favorite thing. Before that, it was spiders, but like yeah, it's a drowning. Yeah, drowning and spiders, just a whole different ball game. But yeah, I was I was pretty pissed off. <laughs> but it looked good though. It did. It looked pretty good. It was worth it. Yeah. Um, just take it a shot. Take it a shot. <laughs> I actually uh, helped a friend with a project for like a student film. Like I was uh, happened to be the only guy he knew with a camera, and uh, he had me set in the back seat of a car. And his idea for the shot was to walk down this hill, and he was gonna in the film commit suicide. He went face first into the river, uh, but he didn't want me to get out of the car. He wanted a shot from the car, but at the, the angle at which he was parked, I didn't see any of it. So he like dunked down to the river for absolutely no reason. <laughs> so yeah, definitely, we should have probably planned that one a little bit better. We've had, I mean, we've had disasters like that before. I can't think one off the top of my head, but I know they exist. <laughs> yeah, they exist. <laughs> what kind of stuff do you use for editing, and how long did that process take you? Uh, at the time, I used Final Cut. Which honestly, I regret ever learning because oh, yeah. I learned on Final Cut, and I regret that because now I'm trying to move over to Premiere. Sure. And uh, I'm starting to get it, but it's it's a hard transition because Final Cut is just so basic and simple. And now I'm learning that Premiere is like professional yeah. and like it's good, but it's a lot. Harder. I've tried to use Premiere. It is it's, it's very intimidating. Before Premiere, I think the only other thing I used was Windows Movie Maker, so it was a pretty big job. No, I used iMovie for a while. <laughs> yeah. I use iMovie on my phone just for little short funny things I do, like videos of my dog or whatever. Yeah. But uh, As for time, I don't remember how long it took me to edit it. Probably not that long. A, f- a few weeks, probably. I was pretty I was pretty happy with it and into it. So when I'm happy about a film we made, I usually edit it real fast. And when I don't feel happy about it, I usually... Take a year to edit. It seems like it's pretty tight all the way through. Mm-hmm. When you produce things, is that kind of like how you like to do? You don't like to leave any leeway, just kind of zero in and focus from day one and have it kind of go all the way through like that? Or uh, No. <laughs> <laughs> that actually, that's a fluke, that movie being like that. Uh, first and last time. First and last <laughs> time. We we really buckled down on it, but it was because, I think, of the, we rented the camera, so we had to. Oh, yeah. But other movies, President's Day Massacre took us almost a year to the day oh, to film. Wow. Uh, we filmed a movie called Thunderboat. It took us a summer. And then we filmed a movie last year called Chaser as a feature film, which we just kind of filmed it. It would just kind of be like, what are you doing this weekend? Wanna film some scenes? Yeah. And uh, now it's done, and I'm pretty much just letting it sit in, on the shelf. Yeah. We're talking about turning it into a short film, though. So. Like, uh, when, you, uh, when you do these, what's your, what's your plan with them, ultimately? I know you just say you had that one in the can there. Uh, do you, like, go to festivals instantly, or you just try to get them out in front of people, local screenings? or Both. Uh, Rush 91, I've submitted to a few festivals. Yeah, that's actually how I heard you. Uh, Justin Hanna, I don't know if you're familiar with him. No, he's, I don't know him, but yeah. I, but I yeah, remember. Yeah, he's a really great filmmaker from Lexington. He uh, made one uh, that we showed uh, um couple unscripteds ago that's uh the title escapes me for the moment sorry justin if you're listening uh i'll send you a link to it but he, okay. he he's really good he's a cool guy but he just uh he knew i was looking for films for unscripted and he sent me a few links and here's one of the ones cool. that i checked cool. out yeah, like that, that uh that was really cool that made me feel really good <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a uh, f- festival as i gather it's kind of a tough game because you ended up spending quite a bit of money and yeah. uh, like have yeah. you had much luck in that department or uh, no. Yeah. We've had Rush 91 and a thing or two. Uh, well, uh, Scarefest in Lexington. Mm-hmm. We had President's Day Massacre and Thunderboat. In oh, nice. nice. Last, let's see. Last year was Thunderboat. Year before was President's Day. Right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Do you just uh, do you have a service you use, to, or do you just submit those out yourself? I know. I just submit. Myself. Yeah. Um, I know. What is it? Without a box or something like that. Some, uh, yeah, I've used without a box for. Uh, I used it for film slang. No, I, film freeway. Is that another one? Don't I don't recognize that one, but well, I, I don't know all of them. Yeah. It's like out of all the things you've used to submit, like any any uh, advice there, like what what's better? Uh, no, because <laughs> just kind of still pretty. Because I don't know that much yeah. about that. Uh, no, I've used without a box, but I don't think I've ever been accepted on anything without a box. Uh, I think it's called Film Freeway. I'm pretty sure it's what it's called. Is what I submitted for film slang. There's one uh, Alhambra Film Festival. It's in Evansville, just over the bridge there. You might want to check out. They, uh, it's uh, one of the hotels downtown, and yeah. uh, there's some good people running that. I can't, I can't remember if it's competitive or not. President's Day was in another film festival, and we didn't know about it. Remember, when we were at Scarefest, um, I don't, I don't know the man's name, but he His was name John. John, yeah, John. Yeah, yeah, I'm from, I know John. He yeah. was talking to us about the movie, and he. Does another film festival, I think? Yeah, I think he does some stuff in Elizabethtown. That's where he that's lives. That's where it was. was yeah. And he just said, can we show the film in Elizabethtown? Mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah. And then later... Why not? Why not? And then later, I just kind of forgot about it. And then it was, <laughs> I think it was Brett Smith that uh, mentioned it to me. That he had a movie in that festival. And I went to look at it. And he said, President's Day was going to be there. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> John's a good dude. We actually uh, had a film festival here a couple years, uh, I think maybe three. Uh, PJ Starks uh, was the guy behind that one, and uh, he he got Peter Weller to come the last year, which was awesome. He they showed Buckaroo Banzai with Peter Weller doing a Q and A afterwards, That's cool. That's uh, cool. but uh, it was a non competitive film festival, and John had a table there. That's how I knew him. But yeah, he's he's a cool guy. I actually lived in Elizabethtown for a little bit. So, uh, what was the premiere like? Did you do like a premiere in your hometown or? Uh, first thing when we didn't really, uh, it was just kind of the thing when I got done, I just, just put it up online. Uh, no, I, not at first. I just kind of went around to different places mm-hmm. to, we'd try to gather family in one place to right. watch it, gather friends in this place to watch it. Um, for President's Day and Thunderbolt, we did premieres. Yeah. I know Thunderbolt, we didn't. I thought that we did for Thunderbolt. No, we did for President's Day. But for Thunderbolt, Scarefest was the only thing we oh, showed uh, Thunderbolt at. Do you all have like a theater in your hometown that uh, no. allows you to show stuff like that? No, yeah. no, we don't. But for President's Day, for our quote-unquote premiere, mm-hmm. uh, my parents, their office has a bar upstairs, oh, and it's nice. got a big TV. That's cool. So we just set up chairs, played it. And nice. We've uh, That's one thing that's cool about the theater here in town. Uh, they've uh, partnered with some filmmakers, and they've shown uh, – they showed, uh, I think, Volumes of Blood there, and there was a He-Man fan film made by a guy named Daniel Benedict here in town. Scarefest. Yeah, yeah, and that that uh, was shown here, and uh, I'm thinking another one of Daniel. So there, that's that's a cool like, and that that's a tip for me as an event planner. Like if if you have a theater in your hometown, develop a relationship with them, and you'd be surprised at what they would let you do. They uh, for unscripted, they give us free popcorn every every night. We get one of the big like yellow mm-hmm. bags of popcorn. It's like giant that we never end up using all of. But yeah, it's a I'm, I'm a big partnership guy. It's, uh, it, it's cool like when you're doing stuff like this and you're not necessarily in it to make money. How cooperative people like that would yeah. be for sure. Finish up, I guess, by just telling us. Any lessons you learned during the filmmaking, things you're going to do in the future, not going to do, uh, what you'll apply to your future productions? Well, let's see. What did we learn? Costumes. Costumes. Have duplicates. Have duplicates of your costumes because when I watch the movie, (laughs) I can tell when it's not 
the same thing he was wearing in the last shot. <laughs> I hope other people can't tell, but yeah, I can I, tell. I think stuff like that, if, if you made it and you're looking for stuff like that more, but there, there have been things that, you know, I've missed before just because I'm so wrapped yeah. up in a story. So, yeah. Um, let's see here. Don't film a movie outside in March. An entirely <laughs> outdoor movie in March. What's the Eastern Kentucky weather like? I know Kentucky on this side of the state is kind of like a little wacky. Yeah. It's wacky. Yeah. Yeah. It's one day it'll be yeah. winter, next day summer. Yeah, same here. I, think, I think that was good, though, that we, that we filmed it like that because I think it, one, adds a sense of urgency, not only like when we were filming it, but I think the, I think the film kind of shows that. And two, I feel like it really, you can see in the film how... Uh, how the weather was mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean that that does definitely add some flair i think i think you're right there for I sure i feel like it helped me get into character too i'm sure it did because you're just yeah, yeah, sure well, yeah when you're when you're drowning and you're freezing while you're drowning and shivers. Yeah, that, was, that wasn't acting but yeah yeah you know like at the end of the movie when he's like shivering after being in the so water, that was like legit was shivers real. oh yeah. wow that wasn't acting that was real yeah he crawled from the creek whenever it was finished saying thank god and laid up on the bank and shivered until we threw like a towel or blanket. <laughs> well, we brought we brought dry clothes. We, yeah. we did anticipate that. That's one of the few things I think we prepared for. But there were times like when we have to walk. How far? I mean, the whole uh, the whole area around there was like about five. Well, no, I'd say it was more like two or three miles. Well, I felt uh, like we went ten. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's quite a way down to the area, but once we get our filming space, is probably about three miles mm. around. Yeah, we was all really kind of all over that area. Yeah, um, but there was like a time when we got to where we, we were going to film, and there's a, a canteen kind of toward the beginning, mm-hmm. if you remember. <laughs> oh yeah, and we forgot to fill it with water before we left. Oh no. So instead of hiking back, we filled it with river water oh, no. and just changed the scene from instead of him drinking it, he like it puts on it on his neck, you know. <laughs> Thank God. Thank Didn't God. drink any of that? No. <laughs> Can't uh, blame you for that. What other lessons did we learn? Jeez, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you one thing that we learned. Well, well we apparently didn't learn it because we haven't done it since, but... Every time that we want to film a movie since then and we want to, like, really get it done, Mm -hmm. we always, like, say, like, let's do it like Rush 91. Film it in five days nonstop. And, of course, we don't. Yeah. (laughs) Start renting your equipment every time so you got a motivation there. (laughs) Yeah, well, honestly, that probably would be a good... Well, I think that was sort of like a perfect storm, too, of, like, us Mm -hmm. all just, like, being, like, we got to get this done, we got to do this now. And we all just committed yeah all of our time every day you know and by the time we got out of there and you know we were just worn out and dog tired but we felt like we you know we're getting it done and we were mm-hmm. you know? yeah i mean it definitely shows up you got a, a great uh, film on your hands there for sure um so i guess let's close out uh, just tell us uh, where people can keep up with what you're doing where they can see your movies and stuff like that online uh, well, I just recently created a Facebook page for our for our stuff. Uh, it's called Wilco Films. Um, so you can go like that because I'll be posting stuff on that. Uh, we just finished a new short film. It's called The Honeymoon Suite. Tell us a little, little bit about the plot on that one. If you... The Honeymoon Suite uh, has Tyler and Jake. And it is about the film opens on 
the climax of them having this bloody brawl. And Jake has his, his hands around Tyler's neck and he strangles him and he kills him. And then the rest of the movie will be about probably a tw- 12 to 15 minute movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of the movie is about Jake struggling to clean up the crime scene as he's chastised by Tyler's ghost. Oh, wow. That sounds <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, we'll definitely keep my eye out for that. So Wilco Films on Facebook. Any any other plugs you guys want to do? Or? Uh, just YouTube. We have a YouTube page. Is that Wilco Films too? Yeah, Wilco Films. W-I-L-L-C-O. Gotcha. All right. Well, guys, thanks for talking to me. Any closing thoughts? You got anything? No. I don't know. All right, then. Well, we'll let you go get some barbecue, then. All right. Thank you. All right.